0: Middle call! Hey hey. I'm working on a, a trivia question here, John, to start the show today. Maybe you can help me. I have not finished the trivia question yet, but maybe uh, everybody listening to this, when you're hearing this on the podcast or watching YouTube, reply and let me know if I can put this thing together. I got one for you. Okay, go ahead.
1: The, what year was Alex Smith in the last time the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs? Uh, third year, just finished his rookie
0: season. Rookie season. Damn. Halliburton! (laughs) I don't know much, John, but my timeline is telling me Halliburton's Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, people are not happy with uh, the Sacramento Kings guy. They're they're trading. I would say their, their, their consistency of their trades, they tend, if Billy tends to win, you know, it's like, if Billy calls, do not do a deal. If if Belichick calls, be wary. It's like if the Kings call, say yes.
0: Uh, to quote Dan Haberman, my father. Oh no, he's our only hope for the future! Exclamation point. Someone sent me a
1: picture. You have you been to the new uh, Kings Arena? Yeah. Send me a here picture. On night. Original opening night back in original the original opening night. Well, that was packed that night. I saw someone sent me a picture over the last month. Guy, I swear to God, it might have been half full, really. And you, I mean, it's badass, isn't
0: it? It's awesome. It's you, sweet. I thought you went I'm, on COVID I, night.
1: Well, yeah, I went to see Zion, when the NBA broke, uh, COVID stopped the world. But I, had, I had been before the year before, I think, to see Clippers with some buddies from Cal Poly. We like ran it out. Oh no,
0: we saw Garth Brooks at Arco. Yeah,
1: they were gonna make that the Sacramento Zoo. Well, I mean Wait, they're so gonna it knock standing? it down and put the zoo. I don't think they're doing
0: it anymore. It's still a wrecked Arco. Hmm. A wreck? <laughs> uh, Ryan on the stream says that was a Yuanisespitus type of trade. I'll never forget where I was, John, when Yuanespitas got traded. Ever. I was really? on the yeah. uh, I was on the, the 45 bus line. I think was it the 45? Hanging a on onto Columbus on the way into the radio station. <laughs> We got a topic today.
1: Yeah, I mean, buses, Bart, those are things I'll never take again in my life. Last time I took Bart, I think a girl I was with got Corona. Oh, so it's about is February 2020. Wow. So it was coming on. Yeah.
0: Uh, Trivia question for you. And I'm still working through this. So you or maybe somebody watching or listening will have an answer. But I think. Zach Taylor is the second major conference quarterback to coach a Super Bowl game. The other In being history of the league. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going back. I got to go back and see, like, did Joe Gibbs play quarterback at Alabama or something? You know, like that type of thing. Because like Joe Doug Gib-
1: Peterson, I think is like law tech or something.
0: No, not even like uh, Lafayette. Joe Gibbs, sneaky San Diego State, by the way, did not know that. I mean, I always thought Joe Gibbs was from like uh, Georgia. Born and bred, you know? I mean, maybe he is. He's from North Carolina, so I don't know how he ended up at San Diego State. Andy Reid, not a quarterback. I, I, know, who, I right? know who it is. I know who? who it is. Bruce Arians, quarterback, Virginia Tech. So Bruce Arians, I mean, Harbaugh, obviously, is one. Bruce Arians, a good one. Did you say two total? No, I I, I was just trying to think. I Zach Taylor, I said, I think is two, but I didn't go to Arians. So Arians would be three. Option quarterback. Uh, That's a good one. That is, fucked. That's, that's a great one. Uh, Louisiana Monroe. Is that? Mm, that's not Power Five. Is that what no, you're thinking? Not. Power Five? Or are you just thinking? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying major college conference quarterback. So Zach Taylor, Nebraska, Nebraska. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Bruce Arians, Virginia Tech. Who else? Anybody? Jimmy Johnson, Arkansas, lineman. Uh, Switzer, Arkansas, lineman.
1: Holmgren feels like a lineman, but I think he played like San Francisco. Andy, BYU, lineman. Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you know, Belichick, Wesleyan, lacrosse player. Walsh, San Jose State. <laughs> uh, this is this is a McVay, wide receiver, slot guy, University of Ohio. Uh, Tom
0: Flores, quarterback, University of Pacific. Ooh, who were, I didn't... Pete, Car- Pete, Carroll. Pete Carroll, too. Yeah. Yep, Pete Carroll. Mike McCarthy, uh, Baker College. Never heard of it. Blue collar. Um. Hold on. Shanahan played receiver at Texas. Wide receiver. Yes. That's why he coaches the position so hard, as we know. Wide receiver. Uh Tomlin, William DB. and Mary. Yeah. Yep. DB. Did we say Coughlin? Coughlin played at Syracuse. Was he a quarterback? Feels like – I could feel like an outside backer
1: or something. Halfback. Halfback. Tomlin 100% halfback that started like this, hand in the dirt, you know, like the wing team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hell, I was watching a 30-for-30 – or no, it wasn't 30-for-30. It was just Michael Irvin on with the Mannings, and they were making fun of Michael Irvin because when he was at – playing at University of Miami in like 1987, they started in a three-point stance at wide receiver. And it made sense. He's That's like, crazy. you know, my wide receiver coach used to tell us that, well, how do the fastest guys on the planet start? You know, sprinters. He's like, with their hand on the ground. You do that too. He's like, it added up. But then once you stop doing it, you're like, I never Wait, want to <laughs> do I'm that not again. going
0: back to this. <laughs> hand in the dirt. Jim Caldwell, a uh, DB at Iowa. Mike Martz tight end. You know where Mike Fresno state. You Damn right. How about Jeff Fisher? Jeff Fisher, USC DB, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's coach. You see, he's coaching the USFL play with Ronnie a lot. Uh, the athletic had a, um, the athletic had a, uh, uh, article about coaches you'd most want to play for. And Jeff Fisher got a vote. Uh, Bud Grant, somebody in the chat says first round pick from Minnesota. Was he a quarterback? So, Bud Grant like never left the northeastern seaboard. I
1: guess not the seaboard, but
0: in well, you know, it's appropriate that you use sea- seaboard because he wasn't. Enli- I think he enlisted in the navy <laughs> <laughs> after high school before uh, before college. But was he a quarterback? Well,
1: one thing they were talking in the Belichick, or it's not really the Belichick book, but it feels like it can be about Belichick for a long time about. Dante Scarnecchia, the longtime offensive line coach, who's yeah. kind of like this short white guy that was my uncle's roommate at Taft Junior College in Southern California. It was like after college, he was uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps going to Vietnam. It's like, yeah, these guys are fucking, no wonder he's an offensive line coach. Cause it was always like, Dante didn't, wasn't scared of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Different cloth. <laughs> I, I, you kind of like to have a coach on staff, I'd say, in football that was like, yeah, former Marine.
2: You know, even if yeah. he was just
1: like in the reserves, like didn't actually in combat, like, yeah, he just, he was a Marine. Yep. Because that, you know, they always say like, well, did you play
0: football? You're like, no, but I was a Marine. You'd be like, oh. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> We're in hand combat. Uh, did he play? He was the 14th overall pick in the NFL draft. Maybe he was, a, I can't find if he what position of football. You're talking Bud, Bud Grant? Grant? Bud, Bud Grant, who was also drafted in the NBA draft in the fourth round.
1: I remember Pat Hill brought Jim Otto to talk to the team and he said the toughest man he ever saw when he was playing in the league was every morning when he woke up and he looked in the mirror. And I just remember the place kind of got silent because he was just he was pretty old at the time and he was dead serious. Like it was not a not a joke. And what a line. I know.
0: So I gotta a know great, for the great line. Uh Bud Grant was on the 1950 NBA champion Minneapolis Lakers. By the way, Bud Grant played in the NBA. <laughs> I don't know how much he played. Played. I uh, played in the league for like three years. Yeah, it's impressive. It is impressive. Um, well, I'll this? I'll finish my research on this uh, at a later date. But maybe Bud Grant. So there's major college quarterbacks. I was just thinking, I because I was listening to McVeigh talking to um, Chris Sims. Chris, let me tell you, man, uh, I got so much respect for Zach Taylor, man. Dan Campbell took over in Miami. Zach Taylor was Dan Campbell's offensive coordinator in Miami, so they didn't really know each other. He didn't know him, but he remembered him as Nebraska's quarterback. And uh, I feel like Zach Taylor doesn't get enough respect for being Nebraska's quarterback. Sean McVay or Dan Campbell? Zach Taylor took over as Dan Campbell's OC when Dan Campbell took over the Dolphins. But you're saying they didn't really know each other. You're saying Sean yeah. McVay didn't know him. McVay did not know Zach really,
1: <clears throat> but he had all. know, but he had known the name and he knew the guy who played quarterback. So that's what the, that's how their relationship started. Yeah, out. I mean, he
0: started to, he was starting to uh, uh, get appreciation for him seeing what he did in Miami when he took over for, with Dan Campbell. Man,
1: I think I remember McVay telling either Schrager, maybe he told Coward this. I heard him say it somewhere that. Or no, Zach Taylor said that he randomly got a call from McVay that said, do you want to be my wide receiver coach or whatever? I got 24 hours. And then he's like, cool, let me talk to your wife. And then he's like, this is was first interaction pod, with yeah. McVay? Yeah, and then he says McVay called him back like two hours later. Like, what's your What's your answer? He's like, well, fuck, you gave me 20, you gave me 48 hours. But he realized, McVay, I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes I'll send a text and I don't get a response. I'll just send like a question mark. I, I do appreciate that. Like,
0: bro, I, I, I know I gave yeah. you 48 hours, but it actually means uh, 35 minutes. Come be, I got to call somebody else here. I need an answer from someone in 24 hours. So if yours is no, I got to call somebody else and give them 22 hours. Uh, this show is brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, in the number one, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM, in the number one, where right now you can uh, have your first deposit doubled up to a thousand bucks when you make that first deposit with the promo code HAM1. Remember, if you accept <clears throat> the bonus amount, you uh, must bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds or you can decline the bonus. But either way, Ham1, let them know we sent you.
1: Yeah, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Uh, I think we we agreed before this podcast we're going to take the Rams minus four, minus yes. four and a half. It's four and a half now. Um, I, I also don't hate the under, or excuse me, the first half line, Rams minus three, because you just, the Bengals have started slow, right? Mm. And the Rams have been starting fast. So I... I actually like that more than if you're just Joe Burrow leaves you a little nervous. Kind of like them both. I mean, wouldn't be opposed to bet both.
0: You know, Let's do that. Two bets going. I'm plus. I'm yeah. plus 150 on that.
1: Uh, college basketball is in full swing. You want to bet on the waste management. Uh, kind of like Max Homa, 70 to 1. Scottsdale guy. Don't hate that one. Uh, you can bet on some futures. Obviously, there's a ton of props. I was looking around today. The props for, you know... Obviously MVPs, quarterback props, rushing props. So just go to mybookie.ag promo code ham one, and just start looking around.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, that, that's a uh, uh, great way to do it. You can also, if your team is uh, out of it, let's say, you can start betting on next year's Super Bowl. Uh, right now, the favorites to make the Super Bowl: uh, Bills and Chiefs, which makes hmm. sense because not going to be the it's not
1: going to be the Bengals. One thing, you know, who is actually pretty good value? Props. Go, go, go down. Oh, sorry, I went to props. If go back the the Ravens, I mean, they were one of the betting favorites this year. Had a million injuries. Just from a price standpoint, like they're probably double the value just based on their season, right? They missed the playoffs. I bet. I bet coming into last year, that number was closer to like nine to one, ten to one. Now it's basically. 18 and a half to one—that's a yeah. pretty good value. You know, it's bad value. The Cowboys always. <laughs> well, guy, they—they haven't made a conference championship
0: game since fucking uh, Barry Switzer. How about the Raiders at plus thirty five hundred? Don't like that. How about the Seahawks at, at the same number? What if Russ comes back, slim waisted Russ? Defense sucks. Uh, well, these are long shots. But how many? How often do long shots make the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like their odds are the same as the Eagles. Are you kidding me? What are the Niners? Niners are uh same as the th- Am I looking at old odds? Why are the Bucks on here plus 1275? Anyway. I don't know. You you, log- you you need to log in. I know. I never I always remember that at the last second and then I'm like, well, I'm not going to put my login information on the shared screen. Uh mybookie.ag promo code ham the number one. Whether you are all in on the Bengals or the Rams, personally, deep in your soul, or if you're looking for another reason to get a little extra juice on this game, uh, mybookie.ag promo code HAM, and the number one. Also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings, promo code HAM. Your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Huge cash prizes at DraftKings. It's easy, guy. Playing fantasy football is simple. Just pick up your lineup. Pick your lineup
1: while staying under the salary cap. Free shot at $1 million top prize. You'll... Feel the action. Super Bowl, I never know what the number is. I'm glad that this is in here. 56. This is Super Bowl 56. Like never before, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Imagine being a football fan and being 56 years old. It'd be very easy to keep track. Like you just know your date, your birthday is the date. Like that's the Super Bowl that year. You're the same age as the uh, Super Bowl. That's Download few, the oh. DraftKings app now. Use the promo code HAM. Free shot at a million dollar top prizes with your first deposit. That's promo code HAM for a free shot to become a millionaire during NFL's big game. Get in the action only at DraftKings, the official the official
0: Daily Fantasy partner of the
1: Super Bowl. of Super Bowl 56. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
0: i tell you what. I'm definitely entering the game with the million dollar top prize. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to jot that down. Yep. Uh, 55,601st uh, uh, to 11,700, no, to 110,000th place uh, wins 25 bucks in that game. You know the easiest way to win would be
1: to use the backup quarterback and have whichever st- on one of the teams and have the starting quarterback go down early and have that guy throw three touchdowns. Can you imagine the separation you Has have that ever happened that? in the Super Bowl? Doesn't feel like it. Injured quarterback? Uh,
0: Mahomes somehow avoided disaster last year's run around. <laughs> I was watching, uh, I ended up on a man in the arena after the 30 for 30 the other night. I'd forgotten that Bledsoe played in the AFC championship game against the Steelers after the Tuckerel game because Tom got rolled up on. And they're like, you know, the way, the way Drew played, they're like playing like Drew. He was just, it's like, God, what an incredible game. I'd forgotten. I checked the box where Drew was 10 of 21. How about Tom? And they almost blew a lead. They well, they were Tom, up big when Tom got hurt. Tom admitted it,
1: that that was a little much for him that game. Like those guys were so good on defense yeah. and they were fucking his ass up. He said, and Bill he, can see to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, the best part about man in the arena, he is so, he's just or normal. Like he he swears. He, he feels just very authentic. Now I know it's his perspective on it all. But it's, it's rare to see, like, just a guy sw- just being himself. I, I think that's the coolest part.
0: Uh, was yeah, it 30 for 30 with
1: Charles episode. and Tom good?
0: Yeah. I wouldn't watch it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was on. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 there wasn't anything new. You didn't learn anything new. And they spent time on, like, some weird alternate universe stuff where, like, There is no alternate universe, guys. (laughs) We're like, what happened? The one thing that was interesting was Tom said, if we lose that game, I might get replaced. Like, Drew might become the starter the next year. But I don't think that's what was going to happen. He was going to, Tom had taken them to the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. Bill was not going to replace Tom with Drew Bledsoe. I don't think there's a chance in hell. No, that, that was their first Super Bowl. Yeah, the tuck rule year. Yeah, but so if he,
1: th- if they lose that He's game, if they lose the Tuck Rule game, he never gets the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl as a like,
0: second year guy. You don't think he gets replaced? I don't think. I mean, I, what I'm saying is he had gotten them that far. Like, I'd be, I would have been surprised if he would have gone back to true blood. So, like, Drew was healthy. Bill was invested in Tom. Tom was cheap. Bill already was kind of out on Drew even when he yeah. got there. Yeah. So.
1: How about Tom scramble? Didn't Charles say it was the slowest scramble
0: or maybe Tom said that in the man in the arena. Tom said the good thing about the cold weather was everybody was operating at his speed <laughs> physically because he's not a good runner. So it might, they, they play the man in the arena right after the 30 for 30 and that man in the arena covered the tuck roll. So that's why I saw that one. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. I actually, honestly,
1: I got ESPN plus a little while back. It I like it. Insider articles. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't even realize I get those. I mean, you get
0: the golf or you get like a lot of good golf.
1: A lot of golf. That's You get every tournament now, three hours you get, you know, waste management, which to me is a big deal. And the man in the arena is, if they do more shit like that, I'll, I'll give them credit. To well, me, the I, U, UFC guys, I, I think they've owned
0: ESPN Plus for a while because they get a bunch hockey. of UFC. Early pandemic, all the uh, Mannings places, those were all on ESPN Plus. And I remember watching like 12 of them in a row when they finally put them on ESPN. One thing they said in the Belichick in the Wickersham book was
1: the week of the Tuck Rule game, they knew it was going to be shitty weather, but it wasn't shitty weather like Wednesday and Thursday or wasn't that bad. Belichick had the maintenance guys water the field so Vinatieri could get used to like kicking in a shitty field. And Vinatieri was bitching and moaning to him like, why are you fucking wet in the field? And Bill's like, it'll pay off. And then that game, he went out there early and told the uh, maintenance guys, yank the thing or yank the tarp. I want this field to be ugly because the Raiders were, you know, the best offense in the league. Mm. Which is kind of crazy because it was like Tim Brown and Jerry Rice, both old.
0: Yeah. Gruden, though. Gannon. I mean, what do you think about Chucky going visor in a snowstorm? Impressive. Great hair. How about Chucky calling the timeout before the field goal and giving them time to clear some space for Venatari? The regulation. It does feel like
1: the what's it called icing the kicker and no pun intended was probably more in vogue pre analytics that have been like, this doesn't do anything. Was that a thing back all the way back then? You think I feel like icing the kicker was a bigger deal when we were kids. Like you just automatically ice oh, the kicker.
0: Yeah. Maybe do, do people still, ice I the don't kicker? really remember it in the nineties, to be honest. I remember, I feel like it's more an early two thousands thing, which this is. That's where my memory kind of yeah. is going to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, John, let's talk about quarterbacks. Stafford number one pick burrow number one pick trey lance might as well have been a number one pick for the 49ers uh and both of those guys you would say are not going anywhere and the afc is a bear the nfc we've talked about it especially if Rodgers were to get traded out of the nfc definitely brady retired for now the nfc is wide open but the best quarterbacks in this league, there's a lot of them. You'd say Stafford is on the old side of some of the elite quarterbacks, which is pretty crazy because he's thirty fourth birthday yesterday, I think, or wow. two days ago. Doesn't look old. Doesn't look like he's aging. No, he he looks
1: good. I also think part of it is right. The sport thirty four when we were kids. Fuck, you watch Joe Montana like he was holding on for dear life at thirty four. Now it's like you got seven years left of your career. Uh, I. I I do think there is tangible, you know, we've gone back and forth and off air. The 49ers are going to be viewed as one of the powerhouse teams coming into next season. All their core guys are all under contract. They're all going to be coming back. And they're going to be viewed as a team. They already have some of the best odds. Everyone's going to pick them to make the playoffs again. They can get by as they did this year. They don't need their quarterback to be great. They've proven that. Uh, but they are going to have a guy unlike Jimmy who just never really played. So there's going to be pressure on him, but it's weird, right? Because he's going to be compared to his draft class and there's a chance his draft class, even next year, the Jags could still suck. And Trevor could look, you know, incrementally better. But I think it's fair to say next year, Trevor Lawrence, people are going to still be underwhelmed by him. Zach Wilson could still be terrible. The bears could be in shambles. And Mac just kind of chugs along doing you know, doing what Mac Jones does. But I also think he's going to be compared just because of the Niners. The Niners and Mac Jones, I mean, Mac did this year, none of those other guys are going to play in a fucking game that matters. Every single game that Trey Lance plays in, starting with week one, matters. You saw it this year with Jimmy, the two games uh, he played in. I think Trey is going to be more looped in with and not that he's as good as these guys because we haven't really seen him play, but think about all the star young guys, starting with Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Herbert. They were all kind of good immediately, right? And I think the expectation given the coach, I mean, he has just a superstar, rock star coach and the team around him. Because a lot of it, whenever your quarterback sucks, I saw we had a comment uh, on YouTube. I, sometimes I'll just click on that little bell and it'll just have the most recent comments. And one of them was like, you guys compared, and maybe it was me. I said something about Carr and Warner, some parallels. It's like, well, Derek didn't have uh, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, and then think about the guys he had, Larry fucking Fitzgerald, Nanquan Bolden in Arizona. So if you ever want to argue against good quarterbacks, you always be like, yeah, Montana played with Taylor and Rice. It's like, yeah, I mean, he did. That's all sweet quarterbacks usually play with other sweet players. It can't be argued that this guy is sliding into a team that has Debo Samuel, George Kittle, you know, I, we'll see if Mozart comes back, but we know Elijah Mitchell can play. We know just other running backs will be good. Ayuk is, a you know, pretty fucking good. Hell, Jawan Jennings is the next Kendrick Bourne. Like, it's a pretty smooth transition. I, I think the pressure on him is going to be very, very high relative to some of his other contemporaries and 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 relative to what these other young cats have just kind of shown, like, hit the ground running.
0: Yeah, there's two kinds of pressure, right? Like the real pressure to succeed and uh, and then it's, the pressure that occurs um, like once you hit the field, like the actual pressure on every play that's on you to make a play. And what I mean by that is how much of the play that gets made, what percentage of the play is you? And you're right. Most of the pressure of all those guys would be on Trey Lance, like in our world. But when Trey has, hits the field, there will be less pressure on him on every individual play than there is on any of these other guys, right? Because they all have less help. Trevor Lawrence, on an ind- to, uh, to lead an 80-yard touchdown drive, Trevor Lawrence, in theory, has to do more himself than Trey Lance will have to do because of all the guys that you listed. Zach Wilson has to do more himself in an individual 80-yard, two minutes, two-minute drive, uh, two-minute drill, 80 yards to go, right? That's the beauty of it. Like, when you're on a good team, there's just pressure on everybody everywhere. There's pressure on Zach Wilson. There's pressure on Trey Lance. The difference is Trey has help once he steps onto the field with that pressure in a way that most – even Mac Jones doesn't really have around him. Now, Mac has Bill, doesn't have Josh anymore, right? But that, I think, is what's really unique. Fields has – I don't know where Fields' help is coming from.
1: The dude from Arizona is not bad, Herbert was he from University of Arizona? Herbert the rookie running back? Maybe it was Virginia Khalil? Tech transfer? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought at University of Arizona. I
0: th- yeah, I don't I think
1: you're right. Maybe he transferred there for a year. Maybe that was a transfer
0: portal guy. Um played at Kansas from 6 to 19, but I think you're right. I thought he finished at Arizona. Oh, Virginia Tech. I don't there's there was, a, there know was another why, I Herbert. I, th- I don't know why I thought that. I don't know either. Anyway, but that's like that's the reality, right? Is the pressure that he has comes from the fact that he's on a team that should be good and doesn't rely just on him to be good. But like Mac Jones,
1: just gonna take they, get,
2: ju- they get
1: judged on sorry. wins and losses. His teams, like, I'm sorry, the jets, the Jags and the bears just, I'm not saying that they're not, they're fans and they're, you know, the markets don't want him to win, but I think we're all going to acknowledge they're all going to not be very good where Trey Lance is taken over for a flawed quarterback But when that guy started, they just won more games than they lost. And ultimately, like, you know, I think where Matt Stafford got a lot of credit is clearly he had some flaws, and we'll see if, like, he's just turned the corner and next year he's only, like, a seven-pick guy. Like, he's not going to have, like, the longer stretches. But when you put Matt Stafford on a really good team, you're going to the playoffs. You know that for – that's a fact now, right? He played on a couple good teams in Detroit, and they went to the playoffs. He played by far on his best team, and they're in the Super Bowl, Right? They're in the Super Bowl. And I also think it's a little... I've seen that this is the lowest uh, seeds ever in a Super Bowl. Right? It was like both are four seeds. To me, the Bengals are a true four seed. The Rams, I mean, I, they're they're pretty... They won 12 games. And I know we got the extra game now, but I, I think it speaks more... Oh, well, they the would NFC, have won 12
0: games. Yeah, I guess they would have played the Niners earlier than Week 18.
1: But, but, but the NFC was, I mean, had... I had four teams that were all pretty, were powerhouses, right? I mean, in the regular season. Now, the Cowboys were clearly kind of a flawed powerhouse because they were taking advantage of their division. But, like, you have four teams that win 12 games or, and one wins 13. Like, I, it was clearly more top-heavy than the AFC.
0: Yeah, I think the Rams were, from the beginning of the year, a clear Tier 1 Super Bowl contender. That's what they were. Like, the and Bengals they, were not yeah. even a Tier 2 Super Bowl contender at times. No, yeah, but the Rams were always for them. Now they hit a little stretch right where they lost going into that. What did they lose? Did they lose? They didn't lose four in a row, did they? No, they
1: they lost they lost a couple primetime games. Remember, they lost the Niners. They lost that Titans game Sunday night when Stafford threw his Wentz pick to. Yeah. uh remember the guy had the pick six. They they just had a stretch where I think people were hesitant to pick. Now they lost three in a row because Stafford had like six turnovers in that stretch. And to me that's the only question with Matt Stafford is like if he doesn't turn over the ball like you're beating Which potentially he led any the team league in picks this year. Matt Stafford sneakily. Yeah. No, uh, Trevor Lawrence did, didn't he? Mm, how many interceptions
0: did Trevor have? I Stafford at like, 17. Maybe Trevor Lawrence was 17 too. Did they tie? It's all about the it's all about what you what else you uh, taketh and giveth. Uh yeah, they tied, 17 picks. 17 is a lot. 17 is <laughs> a lot. So, well, you know, he's not having seven. Now. Trevor Lawrence threw 12 touchdowns. Matthew Stafford threw, what would you guess? 38? 39. 39 yeah, 41, yeah. 41. 41 <laughs> touchdown passes. Yeah. I My expectation, I think we'll look back and... In- but ultimate, but I think one thing with Trey is his team, like this is now
1: kind of the rival slash, like if Russell doesn't leave, that's also a rival. Like, and say what you want about the little guy that scrubbed his Instagram... He gives the fucking Niners trouble, so it's like the the quarterbacks that he has to play. And Rodgers,
0: in this moment in time, is still in the in the conference. Niners don't play them next year, though, right? No, they don't. So,
1: but they do play the Broncos. (laughs) I mean, there's a chance that they get Rodgers, Herbert, and Mahomes, and And Car. Say Derek. Say Derek.
0: (laughs) And Tua. That's a lot of good quarterbacks potentially, though, right? There's a lot of potential. Yeah. But you yeah. know you got Herbert, Mahomes, and the division guys. There's just right gonna now. be a lot of days where it's like, well, who's better today? Fields or Lance? Who's better today? Lance or Tua? Who's better today? Lance or Herbert? Who's better today? Carr or Lance? Who's better today? Rodgers or Locke or Lance? You know, Kyler. Like, are you gonna outplay Kyler twice? No. Yeah, I'm playing Colt cool. McCoy's hard enough, right? So I, it's a good point by you in terms of the division. I, I do think we'll look back and whatever, 20 years and go, man, when you give Kyle Shanahan a solid quarterback, he's making the playoffs. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. And it's why I'm pretty optimistic about Trey. And the fact that, you know, I think one of the things that really helps him, I, the Brandon Ayuke just kind of not even being an offseason story other than Brandon was really good <laughs> at the end. So it's Brandon and Debo being healthy the whole year and Kittle they got, and Jennings to, emerging. To me, having that body type is big. And Mitchell. Just, just having a big-ass guy that you can
1: kind of fucking swing it all around. Uh, which guy are you talking about? Juwan Jennings. Jennings. Like, yeah. I, I like having a young quarterback that's accuracy is going to have to be worked on to have a guy that's 6'3 with a huge catching radius. Yeah. And you would say that Ayuk and Debo, for smaller players, outstanding catching radiuses, right? Just in terms of like... I was a big catch radius guy as a scout. Like that to me matters because most quarterbacks are not going to be Joe Montana accuracy-wise. They are just going to like Jimmy is much closer to Jimmy is the norm. Jimmy is the majority of guys, right? You even watch like Herbert, some of the Mahomes like they they kind of spread it around. <laughs> you know, not everyone's Whoop! M- most stronger arm guys you would say can be a little all over them. Like the reason Peyton Manning or Philip Rivers they didn't have a choice. They had to be pinpoint. Trey, you can just tell, he's going gonna to spray it a little bit. But if you got guys with good catching radiuses, I mean, look at Stafford. I would say that their team, Cooper Cup, obviously now Odell, when Higby's in there, that's one thing he's, he's sprayed around a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think the thing with Jimmy, it really stands out because you don't get the downfield shots also. They don't exist.
1: Which feels like we- they'll take a lot more
0: next year. Yeah. Yeah. Which and of itself that, will that, be that is
1: a big thing in the division. Like when you think of the NFC West, what do you think? Kind of bombs away, right?
0: Right. DK
1: and you just and it's not just the quarterbacks; it's the combos of guys. Yeah, just Kyler throws bombs. Stafford, I mean, it feels like they throw a bomb, a quarter. The Rams just if I just when I just think about watching the Rams this year, like they push the ball down the field. I mean, they're they're a throwing offense. One thing with Seattle will be interesting is like uh, Rashad Penny, who I never quite jumped off the bandwagon, had a really good end of the season. I think he led the league in rushing in December. And it's like, if they could ever just get a balanced offense, they would actually become a lot more scary. I think sometimes when they get off, is like when Russell starts cooking, the, the kitchen burns down, when he just has to throw 40 times a game. When he has been dominant, and this same with Dak, but Russell's the way better version like, well, can I just get a 100-yard rusher to go with my throwing? Because then good fucking luck. That's where Kyle kicks your ass. He does it with average guys because it's like, well, we're rushing for 120, so you don't know when our passes are coming. With Russ, it's like, I'll oh, just play back. <laughs> He's going to throw deep, and he still hits them. That's what's weird about the Cardinals is they kind of throw to set up their little run game. I hate the Cardinals offense, but it works.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it works to a point. I mean, we found the thing with them is even if you lose to them head to head, it's still going to be a race in which you got to win games in December, in November, and December, and you still might be able to out, you know, win more games than them. Yeah. Even to if me, you, but just they have the big, they him. have the
1: biggest question mark of like, can their guys stay healthy for season? Right? Why? He's back to back yeah. I mean, I do think up. the
0: Trey question mark can he stay healthy first season is out there. I would say that's also. One of my well, that, big questions just, for Trey Lance. A,
1: to me, Trey is just a pure unknown. I mean, Kyler is kind of yeah. He's known. unknown,
0: except I do know he got hurt in a game. So it's not like I watched him run around and not look comfortable running around. Like he took some hits just because I didn't he wasn't comfortable doing it. And he was hesitating. So I think that is one of the questions I think on Trey Lance this year is like, does he look better as a runner when we see him again? Yeah, you, you could
1: argue his running underwhelmed. It did. It, it
0: underwhelmed. All right, John, let's talk about this uh, with an update. Let's take a listen. Here is Tom Brady with uh, Jim Gray on his podcast. Let's go.
2: You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's, you know, I'm. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me, let me uh, add this again here. Here we go.
2: I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it. And I, I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never. And. You know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. So I don't know how it feels six months from now. may change. It most likely won't. But, you know, I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to, you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. Um, but yeah. in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what, what, what challenges there are going to be in life and um again i love playing i'm looking forward to doing things other than playing That's as honest as i can be with you there jim
1: what do you think well i mean i think we all thinking if he came back the niners would be in play but he doesn't have six months to make a decision to come back for the niners Right, because they are if they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they're gonna use that money to improve their team and build it around Trey Lance. And they wouldn't have the cash because he's not a free agent. He would have to do a double whammy, tell Tampa I'm coming back and I wanna play in San Francisco and it would be complicated. And it would be it wouldn't be on the table if the Niners spend all the money. Just period point blank. Like that's just that just be a fact. Right? If if they have like they use all the available cap space beside what they're going to use to sign their draft picks. There's no just like, well, we can trade for his $20 million contract. Right?
0: No, I mean, that would, there'd be some massive restructure going on. Right. Just to give him a chance, but, but there's only, seen- so he can't come back and play. It's not like he can just pe- play for a million dollars. Right. The contract is the contract. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's very complicated. Could he force though. the bucks to cut him. No. Cause they would want compensation. Yeah, I mean, it's just I. I do think the Bucks would have to. I think I've said this before. I think if you're the Bucs, you would have to participate. Like Tom gave you two years, you can't. You're not holding Tom Brady hostage. You'll trade him and get whatever you get from the Niners for him. But they're going. I mean, they're
1: going to move on here in the next month, right? They're going to trade for a quarterback or draft a
0: quarterback, or you would think (laughs) they're going to try to win. Yeah, I mean, drafting a quarterback doesn't stop them. Drafting no, no, they they just did. Yeah, (laughs) drafting Matt Corral doesn't prevent them from bringing Tom Brady back.
1: But if they were to trade for like, let's just Jason Light, Jimmy Garoppolo, we have talked about, he's not a good fit there, but I'm just saying like, I don't know who exactly the player would be, but if they have a guy on the roster, this is where when you come back from retirement, it was why people gave Rodgers a lot of shit. Like, are you really just trying to fuck with them or you are you actually mean you want to get trade? Who does this? You do this and this year he Got to let him know before free agent. Shit, Aaron, you've been in the league for 17 years. And,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: Tom Tom knows that, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you and I both watched the Montana doc on Peacock, which was fantastic. And Brady's all over that thing. I I did not know. I, not I've forgotten. I didn't know. We all know, that had heard the story that Brady was at the catch game. I didn't know Brady was at Montana's last game because he wanted to go see Joe one last time. I mean, the, the Lions- Niners... On Monday Night Football, right? The Niners meant a lot to Tom. And if Tom wanted to come back, I don't think the Niners would say no again. Um, Partly because we saw this year, like, uh, you know, I don't think, I think they like Trey Lance, but they're open to a better quarterback being on the field before Trey Lance is ready to play. I mean, they did it all year long with Jimmy, right? So, like, I don't think they look at it and go, "Nope, we just did it with Jimmy. Trey was the backup now Trey's really ready. They'd go, what the hell? Trey can sit another year and sit behind Tom Brady. I mean, I, that's what they would say. That's what, I, that's what I would tell them to do. Yes, Trey can wait another year. That's what I would say. And you might have to trade another first or whatever you got to do. But- would, you,
1: would you trade pick 61 for a year of Tom Brady? Yes. Would you?
0: Yes. Based off of what Tom Brady last season?
1: I mean, the Niners, the Niners are in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. One, they might have won the division with Tom Brady, right? I mean, just, just do the math. I mean, we just... We saw Tom Brady on the Bucks dominate. He, a lot of people argued that he had a legitimate uh, argument for the MVP based statistically against Aaron Rodgers. And then if you really dove into Aaron Rodgers, you're like, well, if you siphon out the fucking six uh, divisional games who he destroys, someone, someone posted his divisional stats these last two years, the last twelve games. It's like thirty-eight touchdowns, three picks against Minnesota, Chicago, and the Lions. Now Tom gets to beat up on some bad people too and the Saints whose defense is awesome has given them some trouble. But regardless, like obviously the Niners would do do anything for either one of those guys to be their quarterback cuz they'd be awesome. They've had an average quarterback who brings some intangible value and they've been to the they went to the NFC Championship game. So yeah, you would trade pick 61. You know why? Cuz like you're going up against the Rams who are starting to operate like the Yankees and it's working. So you couldn't bypass it like you bypass it the first time you were wrong. You can't bypass the second time. Now you could say pick 61 for one year of Tom. Like, yeah, who gives a fuck? It's just part of doing
0: business. Uh, $9 million. zinc on the stream. $9 million is his cap hit this year. Brady's cap hit in 2022. If he's active is $9 million. His dead cap is $32 million. I do you know dead
1: cap gets, you got to like, every guy's different, but usually gets like cut in half
0: almost when you get traded. But Yeah, think- but I mean, that wouldn't apply to that. Like, the number that matters to the Niners is the nine. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying on the, uh, the bucks, like that number
0: actually might, it's not as bad as the 32. Because you say 32 is a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're saying like Tannehill's not $50 million to the Titans if they trade him.
1: Yeah, it's like 28 or something.
0: HR says Brady has like three sisters, says he's one of the worst, at, worst athletes. Apparently, they're awesome volleyball players. Well, one of them, Maureen, was a, I think, did she win a na- I don't know if she won a national championship, but she was a great softball player at Fresno State as the former voice of Fresno State softball. And I, I wasn't there when she was there, but I always heard the stories. Didn't you have what, another one that another niece was. that played at UCLA? I yeah, niece yeah, does it, it a, yeah. Yeah, it's a UCLA. She what at one of his sister's daughters. Uh, she, I remember seeing her. She was at the Bucks game the other day. Uh, well, let's add this to the uh, to the dynamic here, John. Scott Zolak of, uh, is it 98.5 Sports Hub? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Zolak and Bertrand said, uh, "Was this what's today? The 8th, said today, said this morning, uh, as it relates to the Niners, I think that's what Brady's focused on. He's been focused on it for two years. Uh, They've got to deal Jimmy, and he knows that Lance isn't ready, and he knows that the team is built to win right now. That's attractive to him. How many years has Zolak been with Tom? I mean, Tw- twenty,
1: because he's been the voice of the Patriots. And Zolak's got, for people that don't quite know Zolak, I'd call him like the Tim Ryan quarterback version, but even less muzzled. I mean, can do whatever the fuck he wants. Kind of just a made guy. Boston's a different animal than out here. I don't. I think he knows. And I would take Tom Brady in heartbeat. I, I I would I wouldn't miss an OTA practice I mean as just a fan of great history I mean yeah. it would just I'd be able to tell people the rest of my life I, I I've never I've seen Tom Brady play live one time and it was awesome I mean he dominated now it's even when you watch him live he's not it's more that you're just watching Tom Brady
0: <laughs> right now then here's here's the part of this John that's a little weird right uh as James says what uh James on the stream, why would he retire if he wanted to go to the Niners? Allows
1: him to contact people. He can retire, sit down with John and Kyle, and just talk it all out, and they don't have to break
0: any rules. Yeah, is that worth retiring for? Like, you can just back-channel that thing anyway. Well, you can tell the sim- Bucks, like, what, guys, what, I'm what done. What if it's just as simple as, guy,
1: she's in your ass. To
0: yeah, it. I think he retired because he's that's what he's going to try. He's going to try and retire. But he's also gone like almost like he told Giselle, Giselle, I'll give it 3 months, but if I want to come back for one more year on the Niners, I, I might the, choose to do that. The Niners are going to have to know though, guy. There's I know like
1: that, there's no I don't I don't think it's possible for him to come back in August. The other thing is the offense Could he just show up in August and then feel comfortable? He'd be the one guy you'd have to do it for, but that would I, that would make Kyle a little uneasy. Right, or you just let Trey keep getting the reps, and then let him come back and take be the starter.
0: Uh, it's pretty tough, right? Because one way or the other, like, what did the Bucks do? They ran, they did what Tom wanted. That's not exactly how Kyle would run it, right? There would have to be now. Kyle would do some do what Tom likes, obviously, but it would take some work, take some effort. Like, say what you want about Jimmy, like he'd been working with these guys for years. Him and Debo and Kittle and Iu could been together on some level multiple years.
1: If you're a season ticket holder, could you imagine how much you could flip some of these tickets for during the season?
0: Wow. I mean, how many primetime? What's the limit? Six primetime games? Or has that changed since they went I've, to 17? I, I, thought, I thought it's five, but it, wouldn't they already
1: be Jimmy, Trey, Tom, whoever? They're already a max, wouldn't you say, going into next year?
0: They're good for a couple Sunday nights, a Monday night. Obviously, a Thursday. There's four. so Yeah. Right. If Tom if Tom wants in
1: he it, if Tom wants in he will be the 49ers quarterback it's just on him because I don't the, the one thing and listen I think PR I said this about the Texans and Levy Smith I, I think it's so overrated like negatively or positively
0: but you couldn't turn down Tom Brady a second time that's just that's wouldn't be allowed no the one thing that would save you is Tom might only come back for you so he wouldn't go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl right? Like, if I know Niners I'm just saying no. if it came no, out, no, and they I, said I no. totally agree with you. I'm just saying that one's worse because he went and won a Super Bowl in Tampa. I don't think the
1: last time was crazy. It got crazier once as time went on. You look back. But at the time, I think most people were in agreement, like just stick with Jimmy. He just got to the Super Bowl. Clearly pivoted quickly from that line of thinking. But at the time, he had the fan base, which is clearly massive uh, on his side. This time, it'd be a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, hey, we'll just wait another year for Trey. Fucking <laughs> let's roll. Yeah, and there's worse things Trey could wait through. Now, it, it could also be as simple as, would you have to give up pick 61? Like, could you just give them like a three? Make everyone happy and just move on?
0: They got to get rid of him, no matter what? I mean, Tom could say, look, guys, I'm only coming back for that team. So we could tell the Niners, don't budge. The same way the Pacers uh, said, we're not budging on Halliburton. Was that the story? Yeah, the story was the Kings were trying to trade them Mitchell and uh, Bagley last week, and the Pacers were like, no. <laughs> we want Halliburton. So, Zolak, baby.
1: If Tom comes, I don't want Russ to leave. I don't want Rogers
0: really, to leave either.
1: Well, but if he goes to the Broncos,
0: you'd see that game. That's true. Be a good nfc championship game though can you imagine russ the, everyone's debating right Where, where'd that come from russ is ryan on him. yeah i do think russ he was on the precipice right he won a super bowl year two was about to win another one year was that year three was that the next year were they gonna go back to back against yeah. the patriots yeah i mean what it could have been i think russ is just great but what it could have been man i i think he can be he can be two things at the same time i think he can be
1: slightly overrated and an all-time great yeah right like someone yeah. asked me the other day in a dm like you always act like rogers and russell wilson there's a big gap when you look at the numbers they're actually closer and you realize It's like yeah just fucking watch the games like aaron Rodgers is dramatically better than russell wilson but that's also like saying steph curry is dramatically better than just some other really good point guard like let's just use like damian lillard or something that doesn't mean Damian Lillard's not a great player. You're just Aaron Rodgers. I think most football people would say, just in a vacuum on given games, is like a top six or seven player all time,
0: right? And it feels like you Russ is better than Dame. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm just trying to use that. No, no, no. That's a, not perfect. that's a good point. That's a good point. It's though. like you can say that Russ is like a top five quarterback, but like the top two or three guys, like I wouldn't hesitate taking like Mahomes, Tom, Aaron over him. But. I don't. Maybe we have a different opinion when you just watch so much NFC West football. It's like the fucking guy can play. Yeah, I think Ryan Clark was just. I don't know if "out of pocket" is is the right word that the kids would use, but just he was just wrong. You know. But he could, but because he he just went too extreme. You could be like, you know, he's a little overrated. Some def- I talked to defensive coordinators in the league that I played for that think, you know, he's not as good as the top guys. That's true. But to act like, he he made him sound like he was like just some average guy. It's like, nah,
0: bro. I'll be honest. I didn't click the video. I just saw the quote. My question is, how many quarterbacks are all-time greats? Like, I think we talk about the top 10 all the time. Russ is not top 10, right? Oh, but how many quarterbacks are, are all, yeah, just like, how many quarterbacks are all time greats? Is is um, Terry Bradshaw an all time great? It's hard for me to say. I didn't really witness. Yeah, it. I mean, but I would say ge- generally he's considered yes, right? One of the great quarterbacks. one four Super Bowls, right? Doesn't mean he's not top fifteen probably. If we off the top of my I, head, I think one thing Ryan Clark threw in there, which I
1: agree with. He, I think he's like he ain't Ben Roethlisberger. It's like yeah, I would rather have peak Ben Roethlisberger than peak Russell Wilson. I don't, but Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: With Brady, unless Brady well, comes Russ back. Well, Russ probably will be too, right? First ballot? I think so. He'll be in the mix. I mean, he, he's a Hall Hard of Famer. Depends on his class, but I, I think he will be. He also, like, Russ ain't done. He's one of the right? most remarkable quarterbacks I've ever watched. Yeah, he's awesome. In my life. He can have some flaws, but wouldn't you say a most great players have some
1: flaws? Right? Yeah. Calvin yeah. Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson can be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, I mean, Russ just – he plays quarterback, too. He's just one of the biggest stars in the league consistently. I think he's going to have – I've been saying that I, I'm i expecting a, a gut check. Did you – you motherfuckers forgot about me bounce back season for Russ? I don't know if his team is good enough to, like, make it last 17 games. You know what I mean? I'm back, bitches. But I think he might, like <laughs> – me and the Giants are winning nine games when everybody said we couldn't. Uh, Dayball, Kafka, and me. Yeah. And Wink. And Wink Martindale. Is that where Wink is? Yeah, Wink Martindale, one of the giants. John, let's tell the people about sleepnumber.com slash ham. Life-changing sleep comes from sleepnumber.com slash ham. Whether you like to sleep on something real soft, like Middlecoff, whose sleep number is between 29 and 31, or you like a firm mattress, which is also still, by the way, very soft. Me, I'm in the 59 to... 62 range on my uh, sleep number no matter what you like you can find it with sleepnumber.com ham I think I'm gonna pivot my next bed is gonna be
1: a little harder I, I've noticed well you can just you adjust it what, what ma, ma, true I think you graduate out of uh have you been out, firm just firm it up just, I, that's what I need to do I need to firm it up probably to about I'm gonna do that tonight I'm do about 45 uh I, I feel I don't know about you last time we talked we were just not in the right head space I feel much Better rested the last couple nights. Feel great today, uh, thanks to my sleep number bed. Uh, I've just had a cup of coffee, but that was a couple actually an hour ago. So you got to be careful with your caffeine intake. Be careful about. I actually took my iPad into my room last night, but I I, I dimmed it. I you know you got to okay. It sometimes. You ever do that? Yep. Like, it's right in front of your face. You're like, this is too close. Remember they teach you as a. You ever get yelled at as a kid like sit away from the television
0: all the and time it was like the
1: box television
0: that wasn't even that bright now like every kid's like right up next to. well right now side. you go buy a tv they're like uh, uh now how far are you gonna uh, how big are you thinking oh uh, you know 70 inches all right you're gonna want to be four feet away like what four <laughs> feet
1: yeah so you got to be very careful because as the uh as the people will tell you including sleep number it'll keep you awake and you want a good night's sleep
0: eating eating right you know you don't want to eat too late guy you don't want to no. eat too late that's a good point. You want to exercise regularly? I mean, these are the basics, folks. You want to be ready for sleep. You want to accept sleep when it comes to you. And you can keep track. Keep track of your sleep health with data. Sleep number 360 smart bed. Like the guy trying to give Julius Randall the laptop the other day, just trying to show him the data in the huddle. The sleep number 360 smart bed shows you a daily snapshot of factors that can dramatically affect your sleep quality, like duration, efficiency, and timing. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed features get almost 100 hours more of proven quality sleep per year. Think of all the energy you get when you have 100 more hours of proven quality sleep. Sleepnumber.com
1: slash ham. Discover special offers for a limited time at Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. That Sleep
0: Number proven quality sleep is life-changing. A uh, podcast also brought to you by our friends at Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. When your business is starting the championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. You don't always get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, just know each other. Let's plug them together. It's going to work, right? You might not be working from an advantage like that. Well, with Indeed, you are working with an advantage. You do have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Yeah, sometimes you get a Haberman or you get a Middlecoff and they need to be molded a little bit. But the easiest
1: way to find them, guy, is with instant match. So our small business owners that are listening, maybe you're you're listening and you're in charge of hiring at your company, with instant match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. So you know exactly what you're looking about. Instead of wasting hours of time using all these different job sites, just use Indeed. It's the quickest way to find the right people to get in your company, to get in your business, and start dominating, taking market share, printing cash. So start hiring right now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade. Think about that. $75 $75 investment to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ham offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before March 31st, indeed.com slash ham terms and conditions apply. Need
0: to hire? You need indeed. Condities. Uh Josh on the stream says you can't eat if you're sleeping. Did, did you forward Life
1: me back. or did someone else forward me? I guess Stephen A. said this morning, if Justin Jefferson played in a warmer weather climate, he'd put up 2,000 yards. And someone's like, bro, he fucking plays in a dome, you
0: idiot. That's pretty good. How about Diggs and Diggs going against each other in the Pro Bowl, but reversed? They put
1: uh, the Stephon corner Diggs wide played receiver. DB. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I forget their brothers.
1: Stephon, to me, Stephon is made for that environment. He's just like not going that hard, but doing like one-handed catches. Just... The wide receivers thrive. It feels like in, in the two-hand touch, doesn't it? Yes, they do. Like I, I, there was. I saw one clip
0: because like wide T- receivers would prefer real football gets played that way.
1: Like, all right, we're good. I got eighteen yards. We're cool. One hundred percent. Never hit me. I, I, I saw one clip of T.J. Watt. You could tell he was really uncomfortable. Like it just goes against his ethos to be kind of doing well, it. But what he, are
0: you supposed he, to do? Just steal a sack? Like crush a quarterback?
1: Yeah, you can't. You know. I saw six,
0: Crosby. Crosby. Six million practice. people hated the Pro Bowl, John. Six and a half. Six and a half million people hated the Pro Bowl.
1: Do you think, do you think like I count, I had them on TV too, but it was like, do they get that or are they just complete guessing?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's complete guessing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you do count. You uh, To me, just having it on you counts. Yeah. I mean, they actually have no clue, right? <laughs> you weren't watching. Yeah, it's just... It's an educated guess. If you watch on mute, actually, I don't think it counts. Seriously? Well, if you have one of the, the meters i think measures like from the audio there's different kinds there's sometimes it's like what do you write in a diary and other ones it picks up the audio signals if you watch on mute it doesn't count and other ones people meter i i can't the whole thing's a scam there the can't there scam.
1: can't be a bigger sham scam just fooling everyone than tv ratings but nothing tops radio ratings but
0: tv ratings it's now clear a lot of people are watching the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you do say, like, by and large, they, it does properly reflect, but it's still... I
1: wonder how many, let's say the Super Bowl happens, and let's just pick an even number. 100 million people watched. Yeah. Are they within 3 million people, or are they within 12 million people? Right. Great question. They actually don't give a fuck because they just charge a shitload, right? You see that what the ads are going for? I think it's uh, like... How much? I think it's like 3 or $4 million for 30 seconds. Because all based on that, well, they're gonna one hundred and ten million people are gonna watch.
0: <laughs> uh, Sway on the stream says Mike McDaniel steals Raheem Mostert. Most, m- it's been a while. Two or Mot- one m- Mostert. Long, long time since we were calling him Mozart. Um, let's discuss. I mean, See he's gonna ya. be cheap for somebody. Like he'd be really, it'd be one of those. Like to me, he kind of feels like uh, Kwan Williams last year for the Niners. Like he's gone. And it's like, well, he's really cheap for them. No one else really was interested. He's also uh, injured. Well, yeah, that's why he'd be really cheap. Yeah.
1: I mean, they have him under contract because remember when he bitched and moaned about he wasn't making enough and they gave him the yeah. fake
0: contract. Like, I would imagine they just bring him back. Right. I, just- I would think like to me, Shanahan's pretty established. And just when you think he should get rid of somebody like like Heard, if it doesn't cost him anything to keep him around or it doesn't cost him much, he keeps a guy around if he thinks the guy's got something. And, and clearly, when that guy's healthy, they got something. He's he I guess he is a free agent. Oh, he's okay. So,
1: what would he cost? A million, two million, a million and a half coming off a major knee injury. I think he's like, i uh, prove it. You know,
0: I don't think he's worth anything. Running back, yeah. I so less what's the veteran memo minimum? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. I mean,
1: maybe they you got to guarantee like a couple hundred grand. I mean, he had a pretty major knee injury. I remember in like December, they're like, Mozart's walking without crutches. It's like, well, that, that's not usually like a GM. Let's give him three million dollars, but I, yeah, he'll be. He's got Dolphins written all all over him. Unless the Niners can get him back on the veteran minimum, which they would.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mike McDaniel, John. Apparently, Debo Samuel. Was it Peter King or Albert Breer that wrote that Debo told the Dolphins to hire Mike McDaniel? Uh, (laughs) Which is, I don't know who contacted. You're saying someone with the Dolphins contacted Debo Samuel? Maybe Debo sent a tweet. I don't know. Didn't one of those two guys report that? I can't keep track of my Peter King Albert Breer articles.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're kind of similar sometimes. I I thought the report was that Debo – I didn't know that, that Debo had said that he had met with Mike McDaniel every Tuesday to go over, like, run game stuff, which Tuesday is an NFL players off day. Most wide receivers in the NFL – like Stefan Diggs probably wasn't meeting with Dayball on Tuesday. I don't blame him. If I was them, I wouldn't meet too. I think it reflects two things: one, a pretty fucking high level guy; two, you know, these pictures. I listen. Is he going to be a good head coach or not? I got no clue. Some of these pictures that the Dolphins are tweeting out have been pretty unru- i mean, pretty cool. I mean, the picture that him signing the contract with his daughter looking up. I mean, he's signing a contract. I would say at minimum is worth 20 million dollars well i mean to me, the interesting moment.
0: part about that is like you see his daughter just start laughing the second she looked at the number like she, even for a young kid she understood those were a lot of zeros <laughs> she, she knows that was a great it was a great photo him and his little girl
1: it was really really cool and i i, I do think that sala was clearly they didn't if you just loosely fault, you wouldn't even know sala existed this year watching the niners I do think McDaniel is going to be the first guy where there's just going to be an impact because even bringing in Anthony Lynn, he is not going to be able to have, do what Mike McDaniel did right away. And there's a chance that I told you this before we hopped on. Someone told me, uh, let's just say that no Sala pretty well. And I guess, because so, you know, obviously they hired this guy. Everyone in the jets is like, what's this guy's deal? They, he's in the division, right? I mean, the jets don't want to be in last place forever. And Salah was telling everyone, like, this fucking guy's brilliant. And you, you would say that Salah had a front-row seat being around these guys, obviously every day in practice, just in the meetings. Thinks very, very highly of him. And one thing that can't be argued with this guy is, you know, I think football guys, when you're not a football guy, they get kind of uh, separated. And I think McDaniel is really kind of like a, a unique specimen in the NFL because he is – he's been a coach – but he's like he's viewed as like this Ivy League mind, and now that he has the glasses, he kind of looks nerdy. But he did play college football at Yale. But when you hear him talk, like clearly these players—I mean, what you, the thing you tweeted out about what Yusechek told us and the way Debo called like him a they, genius
0: for people that missed it—Yusechek, they told us he's
1: they the love the guy. And part of you know it goes back to back with Belichick, who I think was probably the first crew of guys in like the early '80s. Because forever, if you wanted to scout or coach in the NFL, you were a former player in the 60s and 70s. In the 80s, I think it started transitioning a little bit, and everyone looked at a little Belichick, like, I'm not listening to you. And pretty early on, right, the crew of Harry Carson, uh, Lawrence Taylor, and the the head honcho, Bill Parcells, realized, this guy's smarter than us all, and we need this guy. And they completely changed. And by the end of the Montana documentary, they're fucking beating him in the 1990 NFC Championship, and Belichick is the guy with, they're all huddled around him people care in football about this because unlike baseball
0: he's pointing to his mind for those of you listening
1: Yeah, i can I, i'm either going to hit or not in, in in basketball like i'm sorry part of why julius randall was not listening to that guy i don't think most basketball guys every single time i hear him interviewed they're like yeah i don't really listen to the analytics it's much more of a field sport right or wrong in football i don't care how big of a meathead or whatever Every single interview you've ever heard with a football player, they always give a lot of credit when they're around a great coach. Like, this guy really improved me. Because it's just basic. Every time there's a play, and it goes back to the dude making fun of Josh, DJ Williams making fun of Josh McDaniels. Part of the reason I bet all those guys are in Denver like, this is unreal. Because they're telling them like, go here, the run's going to come to you. Or run there, you're going to be wide open. It's why Kyle gets a lot of credit. Andy gets a lot of credit. Belichick gets a lot of credit. Vrabel got a lot of credit for playing the game back against Belichick, right, with the rules. I think McDaniels gets a ton of credit for this run game that the Niners have really separated themselves for. I saw someone's like, Kyle's getting all this credit because he moved Debo to running back. Like, that's basic football one-on-one. Well, yeah, in the NFL, no one does it. Nobody. So I I, I think, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been watching football for fucking almost 30 years now, and it's pretty rare that yeah. you just see what he just did with Debo Samuel.
0: Yeah. And it's a testament to Debo, right? Like there's a reason show like it's like that. You know what that's like saying? That's a dumb comment. It's like saying, You shohei otani, oh cool, hitting and pitching. Everybody does that in high school. Well, yeah, but nobody does it in the big leagues. That's the point. Yes. Everybody does it in the high school, and a bunch of guys do it in college. Nobody does it in the major leagues. Nobody. It's like <laughs> Oh, averaging thirty a game. Everybody does that in high school. Yes, nobody does that in the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's
1: you get certain credit. Like, there's a reason Dion and Bo Jackson well, everybody got more flies credit.
0: Flight simulators through storms. Congratulations for landing a boat on the Hudson River, Sully. <laughs> I do that on a flight simulator from my house.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I do. Just wonder if this is gonna be a little hard
0: to, uh, to just fill his spot. I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be. Now, is it the Falcons trying to replace Kyle? You know, the good thing for the Niners is they have Kyle. But I, I think everyone's been telling all these guys have been saying it for years. Mike McDaniel's really good at his job. Mike McDaniel's really good at his job. And to your point, they don't just say he's really good, they call him a genius. And obviously, Kyle values him. Just look at it as simple, simply as that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Dolphins fan just because I want to watch this guy off. I think it's going to work, John. Here was the quote, by the way. Debo Samuel, this is, it was Peter King. Debo Samuel, in a recommendation to Miami, also credited McDaniel with teaching him how to be a better pro. I wonder if there was there like a Debo quote on like McDaniel's presentation maybe or something.
1: I uh, do, do you think that the coaching style in football has changed moving forward? Like, obviously, there's still guys, I I wouldn't call them relics, it's not fair, but like the older generation, guys in their 60s, Arians, Saban, Bill, can get away with coaching like you could coach. I I do think it's very, very difficult for a young guy. It's why I'm always out on the moment I get a young guy like Joe Judge start screaming at people, like, I'm out on you. Now, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to scream at someone when they fuck up, but if that is your point of difference, like you're just, Brian Flores was just constantly angry in Miami screaming at everyone. It's not going to people are going to hate you. You're allowed like Kyle Shanahan get on a guy. But part of it is like young people are just you could say it's not as tough a generation or whatever, but people have just are different now than they were 20, well, 30
0: years ago. Tell me this. Who are the toughest teams in the NFL? Most physical teams in the league. Uh, the Niners. Uh, Patriots.
1: Rams actually got pretty physical. Is it Browns probably. But just it's, with a run game, so, some of it is. Yeah, you run the ball a lot, and you have some physical players on defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think you
1: can you can yell at defensive linemen. The Niners' line coach, you hear him at practice, right? He's screaming.
0: Yeah, I mean, Seattle historically wasn't because Pete was screaming at people. So I mean, yes, I I think you're right. I also think there's so there is so much film you can watch. Right? You can you can be so efficient in the way you study the game. There's so much information available that even players can have access to all kinds of stuff. And if you're a player, PFF is grading you. People are tweeting at you like you can't hide your one bad game. That game you loafed is right there for everybody to see. So the coach that can tell you what you're doing wrong and how to actually be better at it beyond effort is extremely valuable. I mean, it's just... Well, the better you play, the more money you
1: make, right? I mean, it's just, it's pretty, just basic economics. So if you yeah. can make me a better player, I'm going to be richer. Right. Like if you look at and think about the Niners, Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk signed a contract with the 49ers that was, it's going to be an outlier forever just because the position doesn't really exist. He maintained and, and got better and was so good that they basically resigned him to the same contract. So I bet when he signed the contract, they're like, this is life-changing money. This will be the biggest contract you ever got. He literally got it twice. George Kittle went from, a lot of my friends are like, he's my greatest miss. And I'm like, I don't know if he's your greatest miss. It's just, they took this kind of raw, physically gifted guy. And obviously George deserves a lot of credit the way he's wired and you watch him practice. They made him one of the highest paid guys at his position in league history. Debo Samuel is going to get it's gonna be fascinating whenever you know he does get paid. Like they turn offensive skill guys, Brandon Ayuk thing. You know we were you and I differed because I, I didn't like what they did, but it you did and it worked. Brandon Ayuk's gonna be on pace to like get paid. You know you, yeah. Kendrick Bourne went from undrafted free agent to boom. New England gave him money. You would say, what do you think's gonna to happen to Jawan Jennings? So you gum around these Niner guys, and if and if McDaniel's plays a role in that, if he can help. Jalen Watt will even become better if Tua become a serviceable starting quarterback. He'll get people paid, and that's really what people care about.
0: I think the Tua thing is such a win for him because it doesn't take much, and all eyes will be on it. And if Tua just looks better, then it's going to be a reflection of him. People are going to go, God, you did that for Tua? I actually think it – I agree there.
1: I think it kind of really starts the clock on Sala. Like, you better start beating Miami, bro. Because if this guy, if you're like, well, well, I got his assistant, you got his assistant, and this guy's beating me?
0: I think there's a chance you'd rather have Tua than Zach Wilson.
1: Uh, he probably, he, I mean, there's a chance he can become more co- of a consistent player. You know what you're getting. But my point is, like, what if over the next couple of years, McDaniel beats him three out of four times or something? Because it'd be like, well, and you're, and not beating, you're not beating Belichick, right? Or, you know, you're losing to the Bills. They're one or two seed. Does Miami start kicking your ass? Yeah. I guess they probably already are, but does this maintain?
0: <laughs> yeah, they have been. Uh, Titans, by the way, on the stream, Ducks, Stars. It's Titans. Tough team.
1: It's it's hard to not be viewed as a physical team when you run. I, I think the Eagles this year, because they were so good at the line of scrimmage, were physical. If you run the ball well, you're viewed as a tough team, right?
0: Uh, yeah. John, police... Alvin Kamara allegedly punched a man eight times, and uh, apparently the video backs it up because they obviously have video of it. Uh, You know he's probably guilty when the statement from the attorneys is this. Um, Alvin Kamara has gained a well-deserved reputation for being a hardworking, community-minded individual. The recent Las Vegas allegations are not consistent with who he has shown himself to be in public and private life. Therefore, we are uh, conducting our own investigation into all circumstances and individuals associated with this matter to determine the facts and motivations of all involved. I shouldn't say probably guilty. What I should say is the video probably speaks for itself. When these guys are like, look, you're going to see the video. Maybe the video's out. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. TMZ will it. have it soon if it's not. But, hey, man, this is this is a the guy said some stuff, whatever. Um, but uh, that is the situation with Alvin Kamara arrested at. Allegiant Stadium, is that correct? Is that I think
1: he had, he had gotten in trouble. I mean, the incident happened the night before, and I think the police were waiting for him at Allegiant Stadium. I had read after, he the, was arrested, after the game. Whether he was in the locker room or when he was coming out. Yeah,
0: oh, right yeah, it right actually there. says, sorry, Camara taken into custody Sunday afternoon uh, at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, after cops say he brutally beat a man inside a Las Vegas Boulevard hotel around 6 a.m. Saturday morning. Wow, no, not taking the Pro Bowl touch. seriously. Well, 6 a.m. Uh, what time was kickoff? Noon? <laughs> uh, a broken orbital among the uh, injuries. So, so this guy got
1: the shit kicked out of him.
0: Will this be the last uh, post-game arrest at Allegiant Stadium?
1: Uh, yeah, because a lot of times they get arrested on site. You know I mean? Maybe Alvin was so fast, he's fucking out of there. Like, where is he? He's like, <laughs> the guy's gone. He's like, back to his suite. <laughs> it's like, is he in the elevator? He's like, up
0: got a game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Sean Payton worked on this. Everyone's I'm like, saying. got it. You know, I thought guys were mailing in the Pro Bowl, but Alvin was here five hours early getting treatment. Yeah.
1: The Patriot guys taking over this organization. Think about some of the guys. Damon Arnett, of all the Raiders that have gotten in trouble, was the only shithead. And when I say that, I mean the only guy with major red flags that I know teams that didn't have him on the board. Henry Ruggs was not a character guy. He, didn't, he, had, he was positively uh, vouched for at Alabama. And, and they will be negative on guys. Like I think there were some questions on Leatherwood. Not on Henry Ruggs. Not on really any of the four guys. Uh, the, uh, the receivers. Vegas is taking down guys left and right. I mean, he's taken down countless Raiders, right? Ruggs, Arnett, who you could say Arnett might have been taken down. I mean, he's been he cut.
0: Went. He was cut again by, was it Denver? The Chiefs.
1: But uh, what's his name Nelson, who was in the parking lot, like that is something. One thing with Vegas that I think only parallels it really is Miami. But even Vegas, I, I was listening to Rosillo, who Hobbs, went just Nate Hobbs did a did a uh, a day trip to uh, to Vegas, and he I thought he did a good job of describing it. It's it's one of the only places in America where you just kind of let everything go and you can kind of be the person that like you always dream about being with zero repercussions. And I think when you factor in just because there are just really no rules time, I think the scariest thing is like if I'm Josh McDaniels and Ziegler, when you get a player, time is irrelevant in Vegas, right? Like if I'm, if I'm playing for the 49ers or I'm playing in Los Angeles and I live in Santa Clara, like there's not something that I can just do get into at 4 a.m. There's last call. Yeah, they're just, the lights are off. In Vegas, there just is no time. And I also think that's going to happen with these guys, even if you're in Boston or whatever, and I want Gronk to host a party for me. It'll be at a bar or whatever, but like consistently in Vegas, one thing they're known for is people promoting the event, right? And it's usually at a club or a big fucking, uh, you know, surrounding alcohol. And the number one group of people I'd want moving forward are just going to be the NFL players, right? So how does the how do you draft I think I was telling you this the other day like I the players they've had over the last say the last decade in New England, let's just pick three of them Welker, Gronk and Julian. To me if you had put those guys at 22, 23, 24 years old in Vegas, it's not out of the realm possibility that one of them got arrested. And I'm not saying for the rug situation, I'm just saying at a club, get into a fight. So I, I think it's a huge, huge, I, I don't even know how quite to describe it. It's like the it's like the boogeyman. It's like, but there's nothing tangible you can really do besides trying to get the right guys. But there's just a human element to it that like, even if you are like, what do you think Julian Edelman and Gronk? You're like, I'd want those guys on my team. I'd want to go to war with them. They're also humans. They like having a good time. I mean, they always partied like they would at 23, 24. You are a target,
0: right? You're you're a target, and
1: and you're just naturally like, why wouldn't you go out to some of these places? They want you there. They're paying for you to go. Yeah. Would you have a policy? You know, I don't even legally could tell them no, but I think it's going to be very challenging.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times, and it happened with them, it happens with Miami, more in basketball than in football, right? Because in football – it's the the road team is a factor in sports where you stay multiple nights. Like basketball, you come in a day early, you have an off night, and the game is the next night at 7 p.m. In baseball, you're in town for four or five days at a time. The road team in football is less susceptible than the home team is because the road team isn't there that long. In that, right? in that athletic article, I, I think I read a highlight.
1: I don't know if it was the article that you keep talking about. They asked guys about like the worst places to go on road trips. And one guy was like, you don't even notice it. You just in terms of the cities, he's like, we're, we
0: just get there the day before when we play and we leave. Oh yeah. That was where Buffalo and that's the one I told you where the guy described Buffalo as Green Bay without charm.
1: But kind of just saying like, we're not like basketball and baseball here. We're a road trip. We're, we're there. to we play a football game. We don't go out,
0: you know? Yeah. There's like no downtime. Who, who is Miami a risk for a road team? No. In basketball, yes, right. But I'm just saying, in football, it's New not. York. New York is a great example. New York for basketball
1: versus football, like big difference. I think L.A., Scottsdale. I mean, there's a lot of places in basketball that take. You know, it's like better yeah, you than really. The road team. It's
0: hard. It's like the only where isn't it a challenge? But football, it's the home team. It's the home team that spends all the time in a market, right? Friday night. What time does it? Team's not there on Friday night when the home team is. The road team's not there yet. No. It's why the so, Super Bowl is kind of a big deal,
1: right? Because you're there for a week. Most teams are both out of town. You're like, the, you beauty the, I, it's the beauty I of the Rams. the beauty of the Rams. If the Raiders host the Super Bowl, they're going to have an advantage. Big time. Do we need to worry about them hosting the Super Bowl, though, anytime soon? i mean, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Raider right fans.
0: This guy, this guy, man. So it's – and I don't know. I mean, I'm, do you put an extra emphasis on that type of stuff in the draft? To your point – You know, you could end up in those positions anyway. The irony is the Raiders felt like they had put an emphasis on that in the draft, right? Well, you would say the two guys that are now running the Raiders come from a place where that is
1: emphasized. Football being important, character important. But my point is, three of their best players over the last decade could have easily fell victim to to this. Especially Julian and Gronk. I mean, it's just... It's not out of the realm of possibility that you just get into an altercation. Now, you could be like, well, it could have happened to them anywhere. Yeah, it can. It's just more likely in Vegas. It's pretty clear. It's fucking Kamara's... Think of where he plays in the NFL. Zero issues. He, in New Orleans. Vegas. Boom. Something happens. Now, part of it is like... Now, you can say that on Bourbon Street, it's late too. But just club 6 a.m., like 6 a.m. or 5 p.m., it just does not matter in Las Vegas. And boom, Kamara... I mean, I would imagine, you know, probably pay this guy off or whatever, but uh, you probably get to spend a couple games for this, right?
0: Yeah. What time of day, by hour, sees the most fights and the least fights? Like, you know, one a.m. might. If we did like a bar graph, you know, like the most fights occur at eleven thirty p.m. I mean, six a.m. has to be one of the lowest occurrences of fights. Well,
1: because everyone's close. Yeah, I'd say it'd be like it'd be like ten forty-five to one fifteen a.m. Would be the range I'd say
0: of the most fight, like when the bar this bar just goes way out. I would say the least amount would just be like breakfast spots at eight a.m. Right? Yeah, I mean you could get some Sunday brunch arguments at like eleven thirty. Yeah, I know. can see that. Yeah, uh, Mr. Corey says Alden Smith was drunk in Santa Clara. Yes, he was.
1: No, he was actually drunk, and he was coming back
0: from San Francisco. Remember that time? Yes, I do. That was a late night on what was the club like? Uh, What's name like, of that yeah. place?
1: I thought it was like downtown San Francisco. It was right? downtown,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, trip says uh, two a.m. might be peak fight time since last call's around 145 a.m. Uh, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash ham pod. Betterhelp.com slash ham pod. Go right now to betterhelp.com slash ham pod where they update testimonials. Daily, our listeners get ten percent off your first month, and they'll help you find the right therapist right there from the homepage. You go to BetterHelp.com/slash/hampod. Well, think about this guy. We we work on so many
1: things, you know. You get a workout today. You try to eat the right foods. We try to take care of our bodies. We try to take care of what, professionally whatever we're working on. I, I think sometimes, and I know I do this personally, we we push our mentals off to the side, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp.com/slash/hampod. Uh, connects you with safe and private online environment with therapists. You don't even need to. You don't even need to turn your camera on, so you can avoid the waiting rooms, and uh, you just potentially get the help you need. And no one has to know. Not a soul. You just go to BetterHelp.com/handpod. It's between you and them, and you can even start communicating,
0: guy, in under forty-eight hours. Uh, it's not a crisis line. No. Nope. It's not self-help. Nope. It's professional counseling yep. done securely online you can send a message to your counselor at any time you'll get a timely thoughtful response Uh, plus you can schedule weekly meetings so like john said if you want that to be video great if you want that to be phone great if you want just a chat that's fine too whatever expertise you need it you know you're not just limited to people that are near you in your neighborhood or in your area so dealing with depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping trauma i saw this there's this um commercial right now for uh what what's the uh alcohol in the in the purple uh, velvet bag Uh, crown Crown, royale crown Crown royale it's like this actor and it's like this guy's got life figured out and then he says like what's up to a couple guys on the front stoop and then he goes to his mom's house and then he goes to the club and i'm watching this like nobody has it all figured out zero people have ever had it 100 figured out other than like the dalai lama so, these are things that everybody deals with family conflicts, uh, self esteem, grief, all of it. BetterHelp.com slash ham pod. Start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash ham pod. Get it. B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash ham pod. Uh, where is this? I wanted to circle back to this. A couple comments here. Uh, Ray. Oh, Ray McDonald, Bruce Miller. It's the person, not the city or the state. Can you imagine if you would have put that 49er team in Vegas?
1: I mean, they wouldn't have been able to Chris Culliver Alden. I mean, Alden wouldn't have made it a year. So to me, there's just a different level. I agree like every individual, but Vegas is its own animal. A lot of high level people just can't handle it because again, there is, there are no rules. Now I think it's legal definitely in California to like get to go cups. But forever, I remember when that first happened like in 2020 cuz they were trying to help the restaurants get back. It was kind of an exhilarate like I can just walk down the street in Walnut Creek with a margarita. Yeah. In Vegas you don't even think you could have a fucking a joint with a bag of blow and holding a 40 with a with a hooker hanging on your back and and the cops were like how you
0: doing? I mean, it's just... You forget about putting the drink in a bag. You got like a big pink straw. The drink is like three feet long. It's its own world. And y- you can... I-, I think I saw
1: Dana White or Mike Tyson say this. It was Dana White. He said, the thing about Vegas that makes it so special that you don't actually need any money. Like, you, you can have a good time for 100 bucks. You know, you-, you don't... You can be a high roller and have a blast. But you can have 100 bucks, fucking have some beers, and just have the time of your life. So when you factor in when you have money, every door is available.
0: Uh, John on the stream says, uh, hey, guys, did you see the 40-person family fight at the Golden Corral? I did see this fight. Did you see this fight? Recently? Yeah, it was like last week in Pennsylvania. Apparently, there was a shortage of steak and one family cut in front of another family um, in line. And... uh, it was a 40-person brawl. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I don't, I mean, a brawl. I mean, these are not, like, you know, WWE fighters. I mean, it's just a mass of people. But Is, 40 is, people, the, it's like, is Golden Corral just a uh, buffet? Golden Corral's a buffet, yeah. We used to go there all the time with the Central Valley Coyotes and uh, the minor league AF2, Arena League football, because it was so cheap
1: throwing blows or more like throwing plates and food at each other you
0: know i think maybe a tray or two uh let me see here uh here's the video on uh, nbc they're gonna force me to watch a 30 second ad but um yeah I, I i saw some video of people just like trying to run to get out of there but as you know like you're just protecting yourself throwing chairs says yeah. mike i i love a good brawl where chairs get thrown as long as no one gets
1: seriously injured Sometimes where I get uncomfortable watching a big brawl, it feels like there's collateral damage. And yeah. if you're just wrong place, at the wrong time. It's it's what I was saying about going to these football games. You know, like the girl that shat her, her femur shattered. She was just below the
0: people that got shoved. Uh, here, we'll watch some from uh, NBC 10, where this man feels a turtleneck is the way to anchor the news. <laughs> let's see. Let's see the video here. Uh, let's watch this video. So here we go. I and mean, this guy's getting out of there. She's getting out of there. Here we go. There goes a the chair. And Oh, John, they are swinging high chairs. Can yeah, you see this, that? This is outrageous. <laughs> high chairs. Now, is it 40 people going at it? I'd say not 40 people. Oh, another chair. It's a lot, guy. I mean, I'd say at least 15 here. Yeah. Someone just threw like a cup. So there you go. Where are the children? I don't know. All their high chairs were there. So they were not in the high chairs. You go. Uh, okay. Speaking of, uh, let's talk some uh Vegas football. Vic Tafer did a uh, mailbag at the athletic, and uh, he said something that you've been saying a lot Derek Carr has one year left on his deal. So here's the question Do you give him 150 million plus and tie yourself to him shortly after putting your family photos on your new desk? And I have, in all caps, serious doubts that the Raiders will do that. Uh, he would go on to say more about that. Um, writing that uh, Mark Davis, I don't think Mark Davis would mind taking a step back next season if it meant he'd have a better chance of winning big in the future. He mentioned McDaniel's work with Matt Castle, among other things, so maybe there's a thought that the Raiders don't need to spend $150 million plus right now. That's uh, Vic Tafer, Mailbag, in The Athletic. That's who I was quoting.
1: Well, I, I do agree with him that signing Derek Carr to a five-year contract and the amount of money you'd have to pay him, you are at minimum tied at the hip for three seasons. Like, you're just in bed with him.
0: And that seems... like you're not going little... to have a tradable contract, you're saying, even if you wanted to trade it.
1: Well, because you wouldn't be able to sign him for less than guaranteed, like, $120 million. And you just do the math, right? You don't... The, the, the salary cap hits are so massive. You saw it with Carson Wentz. It was such a crazy thing that happened with Carson Wentz uh, two years after he signed the contract. And same thing with Jared Goff. But they ate it. But that's not an ideal. They never signed those contracts with the thought that they were going to trade them in a couple of years.
0: Right. For to me, if they were going to sign him, they would kind of be all in with them. Especially not the Eagles. The Rams felt kind of trapped when they gave
1: Goff big money, right? Yeah. He had just made the Super Bowl as their starting quarterback. I think the Eagles thought that his ceiling was so high, and it just turns out he got shitty. It was kind of one of the bizarre things I've ever seen with a football player. But I, I, I agree with Vic. I mean, the way I would do it, if, I, if Josh and Ziegler ask what should you do? Because let's face it, Mark Davis has had a front row seat for every single game, every single pass Derek's ever played. And like all, every single coach has been around him. He talks to him all the time. Like he's got a, a Rolodex of Derek Carr information. Josh does not. Josh can watch his clips or whatever. It's not the same as living through the Derek Carr experience, right? Who, who again is a good player you know, the pushback though is, let's say you put them on the open market, and you to me, you could easily get probably two ones and a two. Just There's too many teams desperate, right? You would just be able to get the football team, Tampa, teams would trade. Too many coaches trying to win now. I mean, you Vikings get, might do something. You'd, you'd get the Stafford deal immediately, but they already got, got Cousins.
0: Well, I know, but I, I'm just saying they got a new coach. Maybe Kevin O'Connell likes Derek Carr. I don't know. So you just trade Derek for Cousins? No, nah, they'd send Cousins somewhere else. Yeah, I mean,
1: you could get a lot for Derek Carr. I think we know that. But then the counter is like, well, who's playing quarterback for you? Now, if you wanted to do cousins straight up for Derek and a one or something, and you're just like, well, we can get off cousins in a year. We don't have to extend them. Something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Vic, that second quote I read was he might be willing to take a step back so he can win big forward going forward, right? That's part of that quote. Like, maybe you're not taking a quarterback. Back, maybe you're doing whatever. I, you know, I mean, they just did Mac Jones and Cam Newton back to back years, Josh. We need who they don't have. I mean, Mariota's is a free agent. Uh,
1: they don't. Have, they wouldn't have a quarterback.
0: Maybe they would do that.
1: Resign Mariota one year, yeah. ten million or something. Yeah, 5 million, 8 million. Twelve million Hell, fam,
0: twelve. What difference yeah. does it make?
1: I understand. What I my my game plan would just be, we're playing again <laughs> on this contract. That's what I would do. What's he going to do? Not show up? He could. I mean, and that would make it weird, but I would, that's what I would do. I would not extend him. And that's what I kind of expect to happen. I will be stunned. Stunned will be strong. I'll be surprised if it gets announced. Derek Carr has, unless he signs a team friendly deal, which I would say is possible, but like Derek Carr signed a $38 million a year, $128 million guaranteed contract.
0: Wouldn't that be, would that be surprising to you? I think surprising is the worst. Stunned. I don't think stunned is too Stun- strong. Stunned is too strong. Uh, see, I don't know if it is because think about it from Josh McDaniel's perspective. Quarterbacks, when it De- comes De- to.
1: Derek is not a top 10 quarterback.
0: No, so. but when it comes time to pay a quarterback, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is are you a franchise quarterback or are you not a franchise quarterback? And that's different than being a top five quarterback. Like when Derek signed his deal the last time, $25 million at the time was the highest average annual value for a quarterback at that time right now four years have passed and now he's like the middle of the pack quarterback money but to me Dak is a great example kirk cousins has been a great example like when it's time to get paid for a quarterback they cost what they cost and there's not a lot of nuance to how much they cost right like matt stafford could sign a contract with the rams this offseason right he's gonna yeah you would think if if you what well, would give me a number on Stafford's extension, one hundred and sixty.
1: Yeah, I mean, sixty million. What's forty forty times four would be one sixty. I could see something like he signed a four year extension at one hundred seventy million dollars with one hundred thirty guaranteed. It, it works out to you know whatever forty two million dollars a year.
0: Right. And now let's say Kirk Cousins is a free agent. What does he sign for?
1: Probably not that, but it would be it'd be something higher than what everyone would think.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, like quarterback, like what I'm getting at is the reason that it would that I don't think your word stunned is too strong is that if you're the Raiders, unless he's taking a discount, how much can the price really go up? In the sense that it's already going to be really high. Quarterback salaries are just incredibly high. So what's is Derek going to go win the Super Bowl? And then if I told you this, let's say this. He wins the Super Bowl and then he costs you 170 the year after Stafford gets 160. Let's say Derek went to them. Yeah. I mean, if Derek went to them right now. Well, it might now, cost you 150 now. So would they do this? I'll sign a four-year contract, $30 million a year. Guarantee every penny. Wait, say it again. Four years, 120, 120 guaranteed? Yeah. I I mean, I think that's tradable in a year. Yeah, it's very tradable.
1: But you know how the way the NFL works, unlike the NBA. Like, it fucks with your cap,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, that'd be a separate issue. I just... I I think you... They might not do that. I mean, they might not do that. Because if you're them, you're like, what? Wouldn't you want to just feel it
1: out? Wouldn't you just want to coach them? I don't think you can trade them just because it could go really bad. And there is some pressure on Josh... Not from Mark necessarily, because I, I could see Mark being like, do whatever, trade him, I'm cool with that. More on Josh, like having some personal pride of like, I've been waiting a long time to come back. I'm not just going to win three, four games my first year and everyone would be like, told you, these Belichick guys are all idiots. Because he's he'll get it, right? If he were to trade him and then they suck and they have no quarterback, I'd be like, you idiot, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I mean, if he gets two ones and they tank, tank for who, it's hard to know, but... But but
1: again, two one. So you're trading him to a football team or Tampa. More than likely, that team is not going to suck. So those are two ones like in the twenties. Right. Then we've seen it before. They did it with Khalil. Then you got to pick the right guys. There's just there's there's. It's not just a black and white like two ones. Well, yeah, it's sweet when you flip Jamal Adams and you get the seventh pick. But most times it turns into Jimmy Garoppolo or I mean Trey Lance. The Dolphins. Do you know what they got? Twenty nine. <laughs> they were licking their lips when Jimmy threw those picks against Tennessee. Right, and yeah. then it fucking flipped.
0: Yeah, next thing you know, there's are almost in the Super Bowl. They they're better off doing the trade with the Bucks.
1: My my guess is that their goal will be to get played out. Now, Derek can make that weird fast. By not I just up. think
0: if you're Josh, I don't think you're trading them now because you need to win. Unless you're getting Rodgers, but you need to. Josh doesn't. Josh did the. This is his second time around. Like Josh wants to win fast. He well, if this to. fails, he's never being a head coach again. Yeah, right? so I, he he's he can't mess around. Um, but. You know, Mark might be patient. I, I mean, Mark will be. But Mark doesn't want to be looking for a new coach in three years. Josh no. is going to get plenty of leash. Yeah. Uh, update, John, via rap sheet on NFL Network. Kyler Murray's agent on the quarterback social media scrub, quote, unquote. No comment. The story is so lame. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, even, I, 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 I liked it for a day. Now I'm just like, give me a break. Like that quote to me. Does that? What, how do you read that quote? To me, that quote is, yeah, we're getting so many subs on his IG account. Not nah, we're about to demand a trade. That to me feels like an agent playing into the fact that it's a story.
1: So you, you think it's you're more inclined to believe they did it for the reasons they're doing it?
0: I'm more inclined to believe they're doing it for bullshit reasons to get yeah. attention. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for the the marketing ploy, not necessarily like as a fuck you to bid well.
0: Yes, but I mean again, I part of this is I I think Kyler's just kind of difficult. So I I do think that also. What do, do you think, he, think
1: What would he go for in the open market? I mean, how how would it I mean, at least one... He's a playoff quarterback. I mean, it's what well, if I if I called Ron Rivera? Yeah, two ones and yeah. what else? Two ones and a two minimum. If Derek's going for two ones and a two, what's this kid going for?
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the number one overall pick, and his stock has gone up.
1: And he has had moments where you're like, is this guy the MVP? Now, it doesn't last that long, but I mean, it's a conversation for, you know, after five weeks, six weeks. It's happened twice now. Like, could this guy be the MVP? Yeah. My issue with him is just, it's so easy to get behind small little players at quarterback and they've become more and more invoked. Look at the last two small players that were drafted number one overall. Baker Mayfield started getting fucked up. This guy just – now, he's a little different because he runs around and he just takes some hits. I, I just I, – I think small quarterbacks, I'd be hesitant to do it. And, I, you know, we're a year away from this guy, but – and he's going to have, a, I'm sure, another remarkable season. But you watch, he'll get nitpicked as Bryce's size. You know, how, how much do you think that guy weighs?
0: 180 190
1: yeah you're not gonna be very big
0: uh so, vincent on the stream he and he command north of 35 million per year probably too it'd be a double whammy you just be like you want to tie your career if you're one of these guys to do it well, now you if you're like Bruce Arian's you, you might not chance. care yeah how often do you have the chance to just get this level of talent and take the chance that
1: well because you I mean you were you were telling me and i've dra- seen it a couple places too like I, I saw this on DJ's podcast and I, I've seen some athletic headlines like, how the Bengals built their squad. You know, yeah, they fucking landed Joe Burrow, But then a lot of it comes to like comparing the final two rosters. It's like, yeah. yeah, well, let's face it. The Rams got very, very lucky that this guy who was also the number one overall pick once upon a time and is a really, really good player was available. How often are Matt Stafford's available?
0: Yeah, I mean... Never. Not only that, Stafford available in the sense that his team wasn't shopping him. He was shopping himself. Like the team said, the Lions said, okay, Matt, you can go find a trade. And then Matt's in Cabo at the same time that, that one's suspicious, the same time as McVay. And so they just meet up like Matt wanted to play for McVay. That's why he ended up on the Rams, right? McVay's guy who went to the Lions doesn't send Stafford to the Rams unless Stafford's down with that trade. So he picked them I think as much as they picked him. Yeah. If McVeigh's not a Ram coach, I think Kyle uh, Stafford's probably on the 49ers. Yeah, he probably is.
1: Now there would have been more. They teams
0: both use around. first round picks, John. They just huh. use them in different ways.
1: I would have said more teams would have been sniffing around though. Like if, if McVay didn't exist and this guy didn't have the connection, don't you think that like the Panthers, the
0: football team? Yeah. Yes. But my point is, I think Stafford gets to, gets to basically oh, pick yeah. the destination and well, the Niners and, would have indeed, paid the so. same. Everyone, everyone would have paid the same price. And again, the Bengals and the Rams both really value first-round picks. Just, they use them differently. Yeah.
1: One just gets Jalen Ramsey and uh, and Matt Stafford. The other yeah. gets Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. McVay values how much you value
0: first-round picks right? as the other team. Well, if I said
1: somehow it. the Rams had the 13th pick in this draft, do you think they'd use it or be more no. inclined to trade it? I think they'd trade it. One thing they might do is take 13 and go back to get a couple seconds. Cause they do need some cheap labor. Yeah, it could. But I'd also say, well, they had a second and third round pick. They just use it on Von Miller. They do not give a shit. Probably depends. Like, do they win the championship? Well, if they win the championship, they're just going to keep doubling down. Right. Cause they were proven right. I, yeah. I, I I thought they were proven right by the moment they got to the NFC championship. I don't see how you even argue it. Now they're in the super bowl. Uh, they're the favorite
0: in the super bowl. Like it, it worked. You're just trying to get yourself at the big table. And then the chips fall where they may, right? It is kind of a crapshoot. Now, they also ended up in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. They could be playing the Chiefs this Sunday. Well, and then and they might be an underdog, right? Yeah, they would be. Uh, Probably pick them, potentially. I mean, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs might have just beat the Bengals to 31 to 10. Let's say right?
1: the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, same game, but somehow they pulled that thing out of their ass. It's
0: like, eh, something's off. I think the Chiefs are a favorite, but. One, two and a half. Yeah, that small. Two and a half, One and I would a half, say, but... Yeah, two. And you might be betting the Rams with value.
1: I would. I, I You know another thought I had? Mm. One thing that Rams have really benefited for, and I, I was wrong on this, thinking that LA didn't need the NFL, and you realize the NFL is so fucking big, every city that matters needs the NFL. It's, it's a good thing. Because, like, how do they penetrate the USC and UCLA stranglehold on the football attention? Well, both those programs sucked the last three or four years as the Rams have been sweet. Especially USC bigger than UCLA football, but, like, USC football has been terrible. And the Rams have now been sweet. Two Super Bowls in four years, right? You just, boom, you just stranglehold attention. If I'm a 12-year-old these last three years, like... I like this guy with. The well, it's not like the off, Lakers
0: are making you watch.
1: No, I mean, and the Dodgers, you don't compete against baseball, really, right? Because they're in the summer, you're playing in the fall. I I think the Rams have kind of played it perfectly. Yeah, their their stadium's incredible. They've won like you really can't ask them anything. Obviously, you'd want to win just like multiple championships, but winning this one's going to be a pretty big
0: deal. They've got McVay. They've got a quarterback now. They've got Ramsey and Odell and Vaughn and Aaron Donald. You
1: know, it helps all- this,
0: that the stadium is so sweet. Yeah. It's, it's this, this is the first year. Second Did Super anyone- Bowl. Second pretty, Super Bowl. Pretty unreal. Uh, Benjamin Albright. Pretty sure Burkhart, Eric Burkhart, Kyler Murray's agent didn't comment, which is different than saying no comment. That is true. Those two things are different. Yeah. Sorry. I, I actually on. like Eric
1: I text with him. I text with him during the season and I've talked a lot. He represents Kyler and cliff cliff. He's from Texas tech. They went to college together. He's known them good guy. Like he's, he's easy to text with and bullshit with. Uh, and I've ripped his client, both of them really over the years and he's cool. But I mean, there was a point this year I know where they were thinking like I me, mean, guy, yeah, they were going to be the number one seed. The, the quarterback and the coach were not obviously they are tied at the hip, but they were having so much dual success. It was like, we are going to break the, we're going to get cliff a five-year extension. And I, I don't blame them for thinking that. Like it was clear. Like remember when they were eight and one It's like, are they just going to go 13 and four and be the number one seed? And then it really kind of derailed. And then they used kind of their one bullet as things were flipping. And I don't blame them for using the bullet is, the moment Lincoln got the $180 million from USC, it was like, they're going to come after Cliff. And everyone's like, no, they're not. Like, <laughs> but Adam tweeted that immediately. And, and and this is where, to me, Big Cat and PFT are needed on the internet. They started immediately making fun of shit like that with Adam. And they're buddies with Adam, like we are. But it's like, the thing is, like, Adam, it's like, come on, man. The, oh, You think Oklahoma would fucking hire Cliff Kingsbury? We
0: need Cliff versus Harbaugh for a job. But Jim succeeded. Like I understand, Cl- you'd hire Jim, but I'm just saying, like Jim's in a weird spot. Well, let's say let's say Cliff next year, they go nine and eight, but just whatever way the
1: NFC, they miss a wild card. But he's not like a clown operation, and they were just they had less of a buffer like they did this year. But they were good. Like maybe they knock off some big teams, and they're right there that the you know the home stretch to make the playoffs, but they miss. He gets fired, but his record, he had two years where he was winning. And even his first, second year, remember, they went eight and eight. It was like, he actually was a lot more impressive than most people thought he would be. Is he getting a power five job as a head coach? No. I wouldn't hire him as an AD. Even though he's kind of, in a weird way, up to stock.
0: He has, but his stock was very low. He was going to be USC's offensive coordinator, so no one was hiring him as a head coach at the time.
1: Cause would he be a lock? Would you feel comfortable as a if you were Guy Haberman, uh Belichick's DC, you get hired to coach, you know, Tampa Bay. Would you hire Cliff Kingsbury to be your offensive coordinator?
0: I don't know how much no, value the you have around that. I don't think he can like run an operation. It's his offense, right? That's what but I don't I don't think a lot of like I'd rather him be my head coach and someone else calls the plays than him be my offensive coordinator. Actually I don't know about that either. I, he's in a weird spot because he's really pigeonholed himself.
1: Yeah, and he's clearly respected. People like him. High character guy. I My issue with him is the work ethic, all the stuff. I've heard he's a fucking awesome dude. I just don't like fun, we fundamentally look at football differently. And I don't even necessarily blame him for falling apart this year. It's like part of the reason he falls apart because he loves his little quarterback who's kind of a weird cat.
0: Yeah, I, I think he lacks some leadership on his on his team. But I think that hurt him too. But think about this: do the Ravens? Do the
1: Chargers? Do the Chiefs? Do the Bills? Do the uh, Bengals? They don't ever go. You know what we need? What we lack around here with our our young quarterback leadership. They don't need. They bring JJ no, Watt no, in because they think he can still play.
0: Like they have to do that because Kyler can't lead. Think about that. That's that's a bad. That's thing. what I'm saying. That's why I I think part of why they fall apart, it's not just a physical thing. I think it's their quarterback's not a leader.
1: Which is a problem when he's, you know, quote unquote, max quarterback, number one overall pick,
0: right? Yep. Major. It's not what people are saying about Joe Burrow in Cincinnati.
1: Russell, I'd say, bat on a much, much lower level and has been much more successful, but battles some of these weird things. Like, do the guys really like
0: him? Yeah, but I think Russell, by the time he got to that type, being that type of guy, had established what he was as a player and how much, how good you are when, how much he can help you when you're on his team. Right. I, I think one thing, if I was a GM, and I would imagine most of these
1: GMs by the summer will have watched the Brady doc and the Montana doc. One thing, those two guys parallel each other. But I think a lot of just like Brett Favre, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, these guys are just so just guys, guys. Easy and easy going guys, and just like, what time you need me there, Coach? Remember the the highlight in the Joe documentary when Joe just wanted to have Seifert see him throw. Like, Coach, Coach, will you see me throw? He's fucking four Super Bowls, Joe Montana, multiple MVPs, telling George Seifert, who was an assistant coach for the majority of Joe's heyday, Coach, will you see me throw? And the guy runs away. Like, that, I thought that was a pretty low level move by Seifert. Respect. Like it that was, was
0: extremely low level. Honestly, piss me if off. If that's how it if that's how it happened, yeah. If that's how it happened, we didn't get Seifert. Seaford was well, interviewed. Remember but some did of the other guys talk on the about team about that part. Did Jerry Rice cooperate? That somebody else did. It might have been Jerry. Yeah,
1: Brent Jones. Maybe they're like it was Brent. Who, kind of oh, by the
0: way, okay, we should talk to Brent. We talked to Brent on radio once. Remember, or a few times. Because I, I thought
1: he was a Steve guy, but I, I kind of feel clearly, like clearly,
0: by the way, thinks we should not refer to Tom Brady as the goat. Which after watching the doc, I like I said, I I'm Montana's goat one and Brady's goat two. Like Montana played in a different era. I of think just Tom physicality. Would probably tell you
1: that. I think Tom would probably tell you that too. Yeah, now Tom won
0: six Super Bowls and went to ten. So, but um, anyway, yeah, I. Uh, your quarterback should just be easy, man. Your quarterback is more coach than he is player, ideally. And your coach... It, like, if you if we're ever like, oh, it's just a marketing thing for Kyler. Well, okay. Does your offensive coordinator ever, ever do that? No, your offensive coordinator is worried about plays. Does your head coach ever do that? No, your head coach should be worried about coaching the team. Like, I want my quarterback to be like a coach, not like a player, right? And, um, you know, not all, not all of them are like that. I want... He's exhausting. I mean, there are so like, many guys that are easy. Like Mahomes is easy.
1: Don't you think the crew? I mean, Lamar? Lamar I mean, is easy. Herbert. Herbert's so yep. Josh Allen. I mean, this is. I would say the defining attribute of these guys is like pretty good group of
0: humans. Just easy. They're just easy. They just. Easy. Fuck. It's I never. Did like, did you see what? Did you see what Josh did? Means like. Did you happen to catch the highlight of him at Pebble? Yeah. Not, did you see you deleted us from his Instagram account? I'm out on the car.
1: I mean, I've been out on the Cardinals, but I'm out on Kyler. Out, out. All right. Deuces.
0: Thanks, y'all. After the end of a good fight, you
2: deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward.